Tune in to the hottest sports talk show on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to She Knows Sports with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Princess Cooper right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. How are you today, Miss Princess? Doing pretty good, Brittany. How about you? I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. I'm not going to lie, I'm struggling a little bit because this daylight <laughs> savings is still killing me and it's been since <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> I know, Brittany. It always, I hate the one where it springs the head. Um, I'm an early riser, but still that hour means so much to me. So I'll wake up now and say, you know, um, it's 7 a.m., but really in my mind it's still 6 a.m. I don't know why they took it from me. So I'm adjusting right. to Brittany. <laughs> I guess the good thing is this will be the last year that we fall back or spring forward until they decide to change it again. So. I yeah. should be getting used to it but for a long time now. All right, President, <laughs> you ready to talk some sports? <laughs> Let's do it, Brittany. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, I know there is so much going on in the sports world. Right now we have NFL free agency. The NBA is dwindling down. MLB is getting ready to start up. And March Madness officially started today. But before we get to that, let's start with the NFL free agency. Yeah. Yesterday was the first official day of the NFL uh, New Year, with Mm -hmm. Monday and Tuesday, I believe, was the legal tampering where players and teams are able to talk to each other to negotiate contracts. So my question to you, Princess, is the first one, what, after the first few days of free agency, what are your top two winners thus far, so far? Well, you know, um, I'm not going to start with my Cowboys, although I am so happy to see them to participate at the level that they're participating. But I'm just going to go to quarterbacks. And I think once you get that position settled, um, get your quarterback position settled, get him a couple weapons, and then get you a nasty defense like Philadelphia did. And I'm going to keep going back to it because, again, I thought they pulled it off just perfectly last year, except for the very last game, and that could have gone their way. But they built themselves a um, Super Bowl-winning mentality, and they put the pieces in place. So, But I'm going to start with New Orleans and, and the fact that they went out and got, got Derek Carr. Derek Carr mm-hmm. decided that he didn't want to wait to see what the Jets were going to do, and that's where I'm going to start. I've always liked Derek Carr. I thought that he was good in, um, as a Raider, and he can really chunk that ball, and he, he can see the field. So the fact that they broke up with him, Josh McDaniel wanted to go in a different direction, okay. So, But I think the Saints have themselves something. And then they were able to show up what, what Thomas was going to do and what Alvin Kamara is going to do, and let's see what they can do with this thing now. And they sent Andy Dalton off and um, said, okay, Jameis Winston, we're going to release you, but we're going to bring you back four years contract. I like that because I think they have the third or fourth best defense. Um, if we're just looking at points allowed, yards allowed last year, 
and now they have themselves, I think, a franchise quarterback. Can he do it? Um, can he prove me right? Mm-hmm. And the second one, I've always been, I don't know, sweating Jimmy Garoppolo, and I say this over and over, and anybody that knows me knows I've always been rooting for him to find a place. He is going to have to show up this year, though, and he is now a a Las Vegas Raider in Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator, worked with him six, seven, eight years ago at New England um, as the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. So now they're reunited. I think that gives the Raiders um, some some capital capital in my my um, book too. Um, and then I think the last one, you know, two A or two B, is um, is the Forty uh, ers getting Hargraves as if they needed more for that defense. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I thought the Eagles let one go there. So I'm going to those two first, but let it be known that I really like what the Cowboys are doing even in letting Zeke Williams go, I think it was time. That $50 million guarantee four years ago, he has not lived up to that. And that's, I think that's the running back um, mentality. You have about two or three good years, and then you get that contract, and then you kind of your production goes down from there. I've seen it over and over. So I'm going um, uh, Saints first, Raiders second, 2A, maybe San Francisco or Cowboys. But I like those moves and how they've done it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with those right there, Brittany. Yeah, uh, I definitely like what the Raiders did. Um, and then they added, oh, my goodness, who was, they add, They just added a real talented receiver over there as well um, to pair up with uh, Devontae Adams. So, Jimmy G, mm-hmm. this is opportunity to prove that, to me, he's just not a, a what I like to call him, a, a stop. Gap quarterback, that's what mm-hmm. I call uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Until they find their next quarterback, so this is an opportunity. He has good talent surrounding him. He still has Josh Jacobs, so I definitely like that one. Um, but for me, I went with the Chicago Bears. I think they made the most improvement uh, in this in this free agency thus far. They signed three impact players for their front seven on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they signed linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, T.J. Edwards, and then defensive end Demarcus Walker. Um, they also upgraded their offensive line by adding offensive guard Nate Nate Davis. And odds are they're going to get a good talent in the draft. Um, mm-hmm. And then the big one, when they traded that number one overall pick, they traded back to nine. So you collected more draft picks, most likely this year and next year, plus you went and got D.J. Moore, wide receiver D.J. Moore. That's right. To pair, to pair up with Chase Claypool um, to allow uh, Justin Fields to have some good quality weapons this time. And they were able to sign back David Montgomery. So I think they really have to focus on upshoring that line even further. And this team is going to be something special within the next couple of years. They still have some more building to do, still going to take time. Um, but they definitely are much better than they were last year. And in my second team, although it's not official yet, but I do believe it will be official, I have to say New mm-hmm. York Jets. Um, I know most people don't like the, the, the Aaron Rodgers, um, yeah. but they are now a deep playoff team with Aaron Rodgers. They just signed wide receiver Alan Lazard. They still have mm-hmm. running back Brees Hall. Um, 
I think the other guy is Corey. I can't think of his name. The other receiver, I can't think of his name right now. It might be Corey Davis, I believe. Um, but then they have a young, talented defense, which I believe last year was top five or ten. So, and they're only getting better. So, um, those are absolutely my top two winners. Um, and then I like what the Raiders did as well. Um, if you want to be happy, <laughs> if you like Javon Hargrave, it definitely added more strength to that defensive line. But I need to see more for the 49ers. They've been in the same position the last three or so years, but they got to get over the hump. They focus on defense the last so many years, got to get over the hump. Um, now, Princess, let's move on to your topic. I actually wanted to kind of comment, Brittany, on – the, the Aaron Rodgers things, and, and I know everybody mm-hmm. is waiting, you know, um, to see that all come to fruition, and Aaron Rodgers was on Pat, Pat McAfee's show yesterday, and um, he said that once he got back from his darkness retreat, I really need to, to read up on what that really is. It's not something that seems appealing to me. He said it was mm-hmm. evident that the Packers wanted to move forward with Jordan Love. Um, but I, I think the Packers have been waiting on Aaron Rodgers the past three off years of off season. But um, does it make the Jets an instant success um, or contender? I think it does. But it's still just kind of I, – I don't know if the Jets are prepared for who Aaron Rodgers is and all of mm-hmm. his personality. It could either work out really well or it could go south really quick. Um, and and I kind of agree with you that it, it's a it's a good pick, but I, I'm waiting to see how that all plays out. That Raiders um, team they added that that Patriots wide receiver Jacoby Myers. Oh yeah, um, so, that, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that yep. that's a good no. that's a good weapon for them. I, um, I go ahead. I was just saying no. I agree with you with Aaron Rodgers. Um, he kind of showed himself prior to coming coming out and saying, hey, I want to go to the Jets. When it was reportedly, now I don't know if it's true or not, but it was announced that he created a list uh, he wanted the Jets to go get, to go get, and that's yeah. how wide receiver Alan Lazar um, was one of those players on that list. So you're kind of showing yourself a little bit already, and you have yet to do anything in the last so many years. You have one Super Bowl throughout your entire career. So. Yeah. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting. I do believe they're a playoff team. Do I think they're a Super Bowl team? Eh, I don't know yet. I got to see it. <laughs> and that's just it is that, um, and everybody, a, a lot of those, you know, NFL pundits out there say he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And he may mm-hmm. be, he may have collected those type of stats, but still he only has, he has less Super Bowl wins than Eli Manning. You know, and we're still questioning whether he's going to get into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Is, he a hall, is he a Hall of Famer? So, you know, how we view this, how media views it, sometimes is very shaky. Um, and I have never been, I must admit, I've never shaded towards and given, given Aaron Rodgers any sunlight at all. I've always thrown shade. And I continue, I just, you know, to be um, – I'm suspect of what he's, his impact is going to be because I see what it does, did with the Packers. Some success, but all of those yards and all of that great passing and his great football mind, I don't think he's done what he needed to do in the locker room and during the offseason. Yeah, I, I agree. He still has so much more to prove to me 
um, especially if you want to be up there with the Joe Montanas and the Tom Brady's and the Patrick Mahomes and so forth. Um, at one point in time, he was considered to be up there, but the last, I don't know how many years, eight years or so, it just hasn't felt the same. He's talent yeah. like no other. He has the talent like no other quarterback we have really ever seen in the history of the, in the NFL, but his mentality just kind of takes away from a lot of that talent, and he needs to work on that. Um, and he's about to retire soon. All right, let's uh, let's switch gears now. Mm-hmm. There's the top two winners thus far, and free agency. This is going to can all change everybody who's listening to us. It's it's fluent. It's fluent. Okay, it's just still only the second day. Um, who are the top two losers of the NFL free agency? Yeah, you know, um, I'm gonna go Commanders and. I love the moves of adding Eric Bietemi. Okay, I understand that. But um, they let Heineke get away and head to Atlanta, and I really have seen Atlanta very active in this creativity. Um, so they're now saying that Sam Howell is their number one quarterback, and then they sign a one-year deal with Jacoby Brissett. I think mm-hmm. that the commanders are still in trouble at that position if that's where we are. You know, Jacoby Brissett was a former Gator, and then he went to North Carolina State. Got drafted by the Patriots, didn't have impact. He's been with the Colts. He's been with the Dolphins, and now here he is with the Commanders. At this point, he's officially a journeyman um, in the NFL, but maybe a solid backup if you need him for one or two games. After that, I think he is injury-prone. So I don't know what – the Commanders hadn't proven – anything to, to, you know, to me yet. And then mm-hmm. I'm still concerned about the Falcons. Even though they seem to have gotten to show up the defense, I think they signed Tyler Heineke and Case Keenum, if I'm not mistaken. So, mm-hmm. again, I, I'm definitely sweating this quarterback position. But if you don't have yourself a Jalen Hurts, um, you don't have yourself – a, a really honest chance to win the Super Bowl. And there's some Jalen Hurts out there. I don't think that the Jets have one yet. That is definitely Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure that the Cowboys have one, but I think he's very talented and can put, you know, if they can all put that together. But some of these teams seem to really struggle at the quarterback position year after year after year. And I think that's what the commanders have done. I think the Colts have done the same thing. I'm considering them losing mm-hmm. until what they do in the draft. So those are my two. I could have picked a lot of them right here. I really could. But um, I picked those that are struggling at that position. you got to give the Carolina Panthers some, some kudos because at least they said, okay, we want the number one um, um, slot in the draft and the Bears were willing to give it up, and they were willing to give up future, you know, draft picks. So, but um, there's some teams out there struggling. Yeah, I agree. That that quarterback position is vital, and there's a lot of teams that just don't have quality quarterbacks. So I do agree with you. Those are all losers (laughs) until they get that Yeah. Um, Because that's that's (laughs) important. That's the most important position in the league right now. Um, For me, I want the Indianapolis Colts for my first one. they lost hmm. several talented players. One of them went to the Cowboys. Um, they are a complete yep. and utterly rebuild. 
Their owner, mm-hmm. their owner is, I don't know what he's doing. I don't want to say idiot or anything. That might not be nice. He's not that bad, um, but he's close to it. Um, so I don't mm. know what he's doing. Um, and I don't even know half the players on their team anymore. You know, so they really haven't made any significant impact to even move the needle a little bit. And likely they will most likely still be a top five pick next year. I think they have four, number four this year. So odds are they'll get one of the top four quarterbacks. Hopefully they'll go in that direction. They need to. Yeah. Um, but the Colts need some work. They really need some work. And then my second option, I went a little bit of a different route with this princess. I didn't pick an exact team. So how you were saying the quarterbacks, I decided to go with the running backs. There's all the free agents yeah. running backs. Um, they're just not getting paid at all. You know, these NFL teams or owners, they're, uh, they rather look to the draft for these young, talented backs that are cheap, inexpensive, um, mm. versus giving out these huge deals to a veteran back who may or may not last even a full season. Or, you know, that position, you know, you start to t- your body starts to deteriorate a lot faster, as we see in Ezekiel Elliott and a few other players. It's not just him, it's a couple other. Um, so, but the value of running backs has completely and utterly declined. I mean, one of the top running backs on the market was running back Miles Sanders for the Philadelphia Eagles, and yep. I think he got $25 million over four years. Wow. You know, your top two running backs, and Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, they both were franchise tag, and they're only getting $10 million a year, or $10 million this year. So, Next year, let's see what their market looks like because um, I doubt they'll get franchise tag two years in a row. But it's definitely going to be interesting for the running back position. It sounds like if you're a football player, you might want to become a different, go to a different position mm. if you want to be a top paid player in this league. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to um, – I love it. And – I, the the ticker just kept going off, you know, next move, next move, next move. Um, I said, well, we're officially um, in, in free agency, and everybody is making an impact for sure. I can't wait to see how it all plays out. And I think it all plays out with the combine, free agency, mm-hmm. then the draft. Let's see what happens after that. Well, speaking of the combine and the draft, on mm-hmm. roll, make that transition. I love that. Thanks, Princess. Made it easier for me. <laughs> <laughs> NFL prospect defensive lineman Jalen Carter uh, from Georgia recently actually received his sentence because he only got a one-year probation for reckless driving and racing. Um, but yesterday was actually his pro day, and he did not perform well at all. He was gasping for air, air and could not finish his drill. Um Princess, how does this look to teams prior to the draft, especially since he was considered the number one prospect in the draft? Well, I I think Jalen Carter is – his draft status is falling day by day. And I think it took a big hit anyway once they decided to say, hey, this is where we are right before the combine, and we're actually going to bring him back and charge him with reckless driving, and then he's going to have to fly back to the combine. If he did well with the 
you know, um, GMs and owners, all 32 of them, and got a chance to meet with them and talk with them. That's one thing. But to a, a, a slam dunk or a layup that is there for you to do nothing but succeed is something else. And that means, if nothing else, Brittany, I think it means that he's distracted, that he's not working out like he's supposed to, and that there's so many other things going on in his personal life that he's fighting that he's not doing the number one thing that could get him paid and get him settled mm-hmm. in that particular um, um, phase of his life. And for him to not perform well and not finish drills, um, and that's all they were talking about. It was the, the college football board was just lit up over that. Um, for him not to do that at the University of Georgia in front of all 32 teams, because all 32 were there, they have that much talent on that team. It's disappointing. And I think um, he's disappointing, and he, I think that on his pro day, um, I, I think that pushed him out of the, the, the first round. If anybody takes mm-hmm. him now, they're, they're, they're willing to take a project, and they're willing to say talent trumps everything, including all the drama that he's had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's hard for me to disagree, and it's so funny. I'm like, I'm hoping he drops to number 10 so the Eagles can get him. But just knowing the Eagles organization and how they are, they like players with the right attitude. They like for you to come from winning organizations now, but they like you to have the right attitude. And I'm just not sure about his attitude anymore, you know. Like you said, Princess, this is a layup. This is a slam dunk for you. That's you know right. You, all you have to do is take care of your body. Stay in shape. Um, you know what the drills are prior to even prior to all of these scouts coming out to seeing you, uh, prior to your pro day, that it should be easy for you. Um, all you had to do was show, hey, I'm the number one prospect, and don't you ever get it twisted. But instead, you showed the complete opposite. You showed that it looks like you're a little lazy. You showed that you these off-field issues may be, you know, mentally impacting you. You showed, I just don't know what else he He didn't show anything great. I'm hoping this mm-hmm. is a lesson learned for him and he takes this serious after he I'm pretty sure he's sitting in his car or in his house, wherever he may be, speaking with his agent and they're telling him and he's hearing the reports aren't good. You know, what they're saying out there is not good about you. We have to flip this script. We have to change the narrative about you to get you back to where you want to be at because he's such a talented player. He's the number one overall prospect in this draft for a reason. He's strong. He's athletic. Like, he's an elite type of player who will make an impact immediately on whatever team that he goes, that he uh, he gets drafted to. I just, it's just like, man, you get excited, and then it's like, wow. And I know he's a kid, and that's another thing I think we have to remember. He's a kid. He's going to make dumb mistakes. He's going to make bad decisions. But you came this Far, don't mess up now. You came so far. At least you're gonna mess up. Wait till you get that first contract. <laughs> they're, they're yeah. Making little mistakes. <laughs> but just come on. Again, this there. was his. This was his. This was the easy. And I can go back mm-hmm. to um, Tim Tebow. And we know that Tim Tebow um, never made it fully into the NFL. He had a couple good years or suspect years with the Broncos. Um, he messed around and threw a long pass and beat the, the Steelers in a playoff game. But that really is the highlight of his career. But I said mm-hmm. all that to say, at his pro day, 
he had 55 throws scripted, and he looked as flawless as flawless can be. And that's what your pro day is supposed to do with you, uh, do for you and with you, and that's what his coaches were doing. Something yep. has happened to him to interrupt his um, his physical improvement, and for him to be huffing and puffing, um, I, I think I think it's disappointing, and that's a buzz. But then there are teams like the Cowboys and the Eagles are saying, "Keep on falling, brother. Keep on falling, because you got enough raw mm-hmm. talent. We can do something with you." Yeah, uh, I, I I hope he he falls. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I really do. I'm like. I- we could get a corner later in the first round or in the second round. Um, there's a, this, this draft is deep for cornerback, so I really hope he falls. All right, Princess, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about your team. We spoke about it a little bit earlier, um, and that was the Cowboys' plan to release running back Ezekiel Elliott post-June 1st, and it's usually for cap reasons, um, to save money. The right timing, and do you think they will actually bring him back on a cheaper deal? Well, you know, that's what I have kind of thought is that if they're releasing him so early and they let it leak, you know, no one knows what a team is doing um, until someone within that organization said, okay, we're going to leak this to to Adam Scheffner or we're going to leak this to somebody else. And and that's what happened. Um, So it makes me feel that, okay, they let him go early um, and maybe they're going to bring him back. I don't think that there is a big market out there for Ezekiel Elliott. And I think the Cowboys were looking to relieve some um, some salary and gain some cap space. And that's exactly what they did by releasing Ezekiel Elliott. Um, mm-hmm. And you can see it coming. Even this year, you know, we've been back and forth, and we have said on this show, she knows sports. I like Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, really, he, he had a good game. You know, Zeke has been pedestrian the past two years, and I think everybody in the front office said, okay, um, Jerry Jones, let's do something with this. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think it was – I don't know if it was the right time. and I, It might have been one year too late, but as far as money-wise. But um, I like the fact that they put Tony Pollard as a lead back towards the second half of the season into the playoffs until he got hurt. Um and I do think they will bring him back on a cheaper deal. He has said he does not want to go anywhere. He is willing to take less money to come back. Um, hmm. Especially being that, like I, we just spoke about, the running back market. Teams aren't valuing paying these players a whole lot, of, these running backs a whole lot of money anymore. So you're still going to get paid somewhat from the contract, even if they designate as a post-June cut. Pay what's ever left from that contract. Plus you could sign a cheaper deal to stay with them, um, and at least they're covered until, you know, maybe they'll go into the draft to try to get another running back. Knowing the Cowboys, they will. They love their running back. So I think it's a good situation yeah. for both both, both both sides. Well, Brittany, the, the position of running back, I think, has really taken a hit as far as the draft is concerned. This is not O.J. Simpson, Barry Sanders, you know, era anymore. You can get a good, serviceable, productive mm-hmm. Um, franchise running back in the second and third round, they're not prime. You've got to really be kicking it and doing some great things in order to be drafted in the first round as a running back. Um, and that has kind of, you know, filtered into transition into that over the past 
you know, I say five, six, seven years. But the problem is, is that Ezekiel Elliott's first year with the Cowboys, he almost had 1,700 yards rushing. So everybody was jumping on the bandwagon really soon. Mm-hmm. And then he had, you know, injuries in 2017, and he didn't get 1,000 yards rushing. But then he comes back in 2018, 1,400, 2019, 1,300. And those are good, excellent numbers for a running back in the NFL in in this era. You know, and then, you know, then it's pandemic, 2020, um, you know, less than 1,000. 2021, uh, last year, 1,000. And then this, you know, this upcoming year of this year that just passed, 800, 876. So, you, you know, it's obvious that you're declining in production. If you're declining in production, what else do you have? And mm-hmm. so this writing has been on the wall, and like you said, maybe a year too late. Um, and now they are looking for a running back for sure, either in free agency or either in the draft. And there's plenty of talent out there with fresh legs. And I just think Zeke's legs aren't fresh anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he struggles a little bit, but you know that's what had that that tends to happen with the Cowboys running backs because early in their career they run him so much. I think for the they first do. so many years of his career, he was averaging over three hundred rushes per season, and that's a lot. That's a lot. They did the mm-hmm. same thing with Demarco Murray, and that wore him down. Um, but I and Demarco he, Murray left the Cowboys and went to the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and just never never showed himself that same, but he wanted to go test the market, and the Eagles were willing to pay, and he never lived up to the hype. Well, that's kind of Chip Kelly's fault also, so that's another <laughs> conversation. You know how Eagles fans feel about Chip Kelly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all right, guys, we're going to head into our first break. When we come back, of course, we have some more sports to talk about, and then we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson. But also, there's March Madness going on right now. I believe it's Oral Roberts right now versus Duke. Duke is actually yeah. killing them. I think it's 15 and 3, and that's on CBS. So check that out after you listen to us. Make sure you listen to us first and go check that out. All right. <laughs> but you guys are listening to She Knows Sports with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Princess Cooper right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. And we're back with Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We are in the middle of She Knows Sports with Brittany and Princess. I am Princess Cooper with my co-host, Brittany Jones. Um, these are her topics today, so I'm going to turn it back over to her. I like being the, 
the one that comes up and, you know, answer the questions and go, well, Brittany, this is what I think. So, Brittany Jones, take over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, I know this was not to talk about tonight, uh, Princess, but I'm just going to throw it in there real fast because it's kind of breaking news in my opinion. And I think the brother is getting sick of his team losing. But this literally just was announced maybe less than half an hour ago. Michael Jordan is in serious is engaged in serious talks to sell the majority stake in the Hornets. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. I don't know what to say. Finally or what? Because that team, he just, yeah, as a as an owner, it just wasn't working. It just wasn't working for him. Yeah, and you're being kind. He needs to. He needs to. He's not proven himself in the front office. And there's so many other things that he can do. He's making billions, not millions, but billions from Air mm-hmm. Jordan and Nike. And, um, you know, on his birthday, he just gave, I don't know, $10 million to someone or some entity. I think it was the Boys and Girls Club in, in Charlotte. So he's making an impact other ways. But he has done nothing with the Hornets. And mm-hmm. um, he, for a minute there, you know, he was drafting and, and picking up players from North Carolina and Duke, um, his immediate area. But that, that's not a formula either. Um, so I, I think he needs to, you know, think about maybe doing something else. I think great generational players, or as a lot have said, the greatest of all time, I don't think they make great coaches or owners or GMs. I, I, it just has not, you know, worked out that way, and Michael Jordan is an example of that. If that is true, I'm excited for the city of Charlotte to see if they can get some new ownership in there and some new blood and a new direction for the team because it's been middle of the road for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's time for him to move on. It's time for him to focus on something else. Um, Maybe he could try to do some interviews when it comes to talking about sports, I don't know, maybe he gets to broadcasting a little bit. I don't know how his personality is, if he has that type of personality, maybe not. I'm pretty sure fans would like to see his face every so often because he's a billionaire and he just hides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I understand. I probably would too if I was a billionaire. But all right, guys, we're going to roll back into the NFL conversation um, because it was recently announced or reported, I should say, and actually – yeah, reported. Quarterback Lamar Jackson found a three-year, $130 million fully guaranteed deal. And he actually tweeted this out as well, which was about, what, $44 million per year? Guaranteed again. Um, but he took hmm. the deal down that was given to him by the Ravens. Was Lamar right for turning down the deal? I can't, you know, I can't with – all consciousness, tell another man what what kind of money he's worth. But um, I think this whole negotiation process has really shown itself to maybe he needs to turn it over to someone else and let them handle it. But um, $133 million, all guaranteed, 40-some million, you know, a year for three years is no money to sneeze at. But I, he has said over and over, that he's looking for Deshaun Watson money. He's indicated that and then said on Instagram, well, I didn't really say that in negotiations, but that really, I guess to me, seems like what he's doing. Um, But I don't know if the Ravens, I think that's the Ravens' um, biggest offer now. 
and that may be, you know, that may be the line for them. Um, and I don't know if they respect uh, Lamar Jackson coming and negotiating for himself, and I'm not against that. But I do encourage um, young people, if you want the money that you – and you have the talent to prove and, and, and get that money, sometimes you got to play the game. And if the game is getting a representative to to talk and give them what they want – to be the face of what you what you need and want out of a contract, you should do that. I don't think this whole process of work has worked out, and I think this is probably the end of the road. Um, but all the teams out there, Brittany, let's bring up this. He announced they said they franchise tag him, you know, Tuesday a week ago. Eleven teams came out within the hour and said we're not pursuing it. We will not be offering him anything. So what does that say? I think there is a an agreement or encouraging mm-hmm. word by all the owners that they're not touching Lamar Jackson, take that $32 million franchise tag, and we'll revisit this again. And that's where we are. I think that's where we are. Yeah, I agree, Princess. I think he needs to get himself an agent. I'm not an agent. Yeah. I'm not saying that he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm not saying that his mom doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm pretty sure, you know, being in this business for so long, you – you learn um, a lot of business, you know, um, behavior, acronym, whatever you want to say. But clearly there's something that's not, there's something that's not there. There's something missing. Um, and an agent understands, first of all, they had the relationship. A lot of agents had the relationship because we have seen agents become general managers in the league um, mm-hmm. and so forth. So they had the necessary relationships. They understand the the cues. <laughs> which cues to or which talking points to really hit on to get what you get their clients what they want or as close to what they want. Um, I feel like he's really looking for a Deshaun Watson type of deal, and he does not understand, yes, you may have accomplished more than Deshaun Watson in this league. So has Patrick Mahomes. So has uh, Aaron Rodgers. So has guys are not getting those deals neither, and that's what he needs to understand. That was a complete one-off situation. And honestly, the deal that he got is not a bad deal. It's a fully guaranteed deal. It's not $230 million, but that's okay yeah. because by the time the end of this three-year, by, by the end of this three-year deal, he'll be, what, 29 years old? Then you could get another big deal. You are a quarterback, which means, odds are, you could play to about the age of 35, or now they're going up to about the age of 40 in football. We never thought that would ever happen. I think he really needs to consider that. I think he needs to understand, okay, this is my top. This is what I want, but what is my bottom line to allow for negotiation to hopefully so those teams could at least hit his bottom line. I don't think he has a bottom line in these business negotiations, and that's the problem. He's only going for that top number, and the teams are like, absolutely not. We could find you in a draft. And pay a lot, pay much cheaper. You have Anthony Richardson coming out. Yeah. This is young, talented quarterback. Look at Justin Fields. You know, so there's so many similar. Although he has accomplished a lot in this league, there's still similar um, skill set in, in younger, cheaper quarterbacks now, especially coming out of college football that teams are turning to and turning away from you because you're looking for this Deshaun Watson deal. You know. 
Brittany, I, I talked about this on a show earlier this week, and I said I, I think it's, it's deeper than that, and that is all 32 owners um, are probably in their, their 60s or 70s or early 80s, like I think Gary Jones is headed towards. That means that they came up in an era that we know was definitely about civil rights, and I don't think they were out there protesting with us. And I said all mm-hmm. that to say that I don't know how well they're receiving Lamar Jackson, this young African-American man coming in without a suit on, coming in in his leisure suit, his warm-up. Um, um, and I you know, heard that they said that. And he had, had the audacity to not even come in there clean-shaven or, or take his plaits out. That's how ugly this has gotten. And now it's, you're talking about um, two different cultures across the table from each other, and they're not getting anywhere. Now they understand mm-hmm. his talent and how they can succeed with him, but they can go get that in the draft and start over, um, and I think that is their ceiling. But I think it's also about, you know, um, he is the face of their, their franchise, and I don't know if they're pleased with the face of their franchise. Yeah, I don't know if I can disagree because I do believe that is part of it as well. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't agree with the owners and how they treat, you know, young men, you know, young men of African-American culture or young black women of African-American culture a lot of times just because the way our hair looks or our skin complexion um, is whatever it may be. But I look at somebody who is now a billionaire. He's not an athlete. But he literally said, "You have to look the part to get where you want to get to." And then when you, then where you, then once you get to where you want to get to, now you could change the rules. Now you could change. That's the right. Rules. And that was rapper Jay Z. Rapper Jay Z. That's right. Was, <laughs> I mean, we all know his past. He had a rough past, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying he was in jail or anything, but he didn't always do things right. But he got himself to a certain level. He said, I want to go further. I want to be a billionaire in order for me to sit across from these white men. Okay, bet. I'll play a little game. But then once I get where I want to get to, now I'm going to change the game. And that's what Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. has to understand. And it's unfortunate that we have to think that way. But play the game until you get to where you want to get to. Then you go ahead and change it. So there you clean go. yourself up. Be professional. Then once you get there, now you can say, you know what, I want to walk in with my sweatpants, and you ain't going to say nothing about it. And I guarantee you they won't. <laughs> they will not. That's right. Look at look at how Cam Newton, and I know we've gotten way off task here. Look at how Cam Newton came in. Um, um, and I can't remember his first name, but he was a GM, and it was Gentleman. And he said that he is the, friend, he is the face of our franchise. And we don't want a whole lot of tattoos. We don't want a whole lot of outlandish looks. We want him to be a clean-cut face of our franchise. And the more success he had, and then that season where they went straight to the Super Bowl, they lost, but they went there, and it, you know, and it was a cultural phenomenon of what mm-hmm. happened with those Panthers and how, you know, Cam brought the dab and all of that there. But after that season, he went to, you know, church hats, capri pants, outlandish dreads. He went straight crazy, you know, mm-hmm. with his look. And I think that that was a part of them being ready to let him go. I think that yep. was a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, but hopefully it works out for Lamar. He's going to get signed. Somebody's going to uh, get him. Whether I think he'll stay with the Ravens. I think he'll 
Hopefully he'll ask for that three-year, $130 million deal back. He's still on the table. If not, I'm pretty sure the commanders are out there. They may, they're they trying to change the whole culture. I don't want mm-hmm. him in the NFC East. That's a, not another big-time quarterback I'm going to deal with <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah. Um, but I think things will work out for him in the long run. All right, Chris, yeah. we're going to switch gears, and we're going to talk about the NBA for a little bit right before we hit March Madness. So I want to end with March Madness today. Mm-hmm. The NBA, you know, the big thing they're talking about right now is the MVP, Jokic and Embiid. Now I have a question about the Nuggets. So the Nuggets are first in the West, in the Western Conference with a 46-23 and 23 record, but they are currently on a four-game losing streak. And they will actually be looking to end that losing streak against the Pistons tonight, which I do believe they will, hopefully. You never know. Do you believe in the Nuggets? You'd have to say their record is their record. So you have to give them some kind of credibility. They've navigated this season, and they have over 40 wins. But when you think of the West, and who's going to come out of the West to come into the NBA Finals from that conference, I never think that it's going to be the Denver Nuggets. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they'll get out of the first round, um, you know, and, but I just don't think, I think there are teams out there, if they get healthy and solid, and that's a big if. I still think, though, that the Phoenix, you know, the Phoenix Suns and other teams are better than the, than the Nuggets um, and I think they have more experience in, and can navigate the whole playoff season. The Nuggets look good on paper. They're on a four-game winning losing streak right now. Maybe they can do something about that tonight um, uh, against the Pistons, as you say. And they got some they got some heavy hitters. They really do. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I, if it's, if if you're saying to me, do you believe in them enough to think they're going to win the NBA championship? or even get to the NBA Finals? No, I don't. Yeah, um, look, I think the Nuggets are a very talented team. They have Jokic, uh, they have Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. I love Michael Porter Jr., especially when he's healthy. Um, he can shoot the ball lights out. I love Bruce Brown. I loved him when he was with the Nets. Tough guy, good score the basketball, um, plays good defense. I just don't think they'll get past the first round. I look at the Nuggets like I look at – like we all look at Dan Marino and the Dolphins, a great regular season uh, quarterback and team. Couldn't do much yeah. in the playoffs. But in the regular season, oh, they'll kill it. Um, they'll get themselves in the playoffs, but they won't go advance very far. And that's how I look at the Nuggets. They need to do more. I don't know what they need to do. I don't know <laughs> what players – they have to change something up because – and this is why I think the MVP should be at the end of the season. And when I mean end of the season, I mean end of the entire NBA season versus just a regular yep. season. Um, it's nice that Jokic got the MVP the last two years, but they have to do something. And right now, if I, I just don't believe in them. Like you said, Princess, can they beat the Phoenix Suns? Can they beat the L.A. Lakers? Maybe they could beat the Lakers. I'm still not sure the way the Lakers have been improving as of late, mm-hmm. um, the Warriors are starting to come back. I know the Warriors haven't been the best road team, but a lot of times the Warriors, they're so great, they don't really care a lot. They just want to make it to the playoffs. And then once they get mm-hmm. into the playoffs, then they'll turn it on. Um, you know, and then you look if at the Nuggets and the Warriors were in a series right now, 
I'm taking I'm taking the Warriors. If, if they meet each other in the playoffs, I'm taking the Warriors hands down. Mm-hmm. I'm not even worried about what happened in the regular season. In the regular season, right now, the Nuggets have seven players who are averaging double figures in points per game. Yes, and the Warriors as well. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to stop Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. I think they'll end up trying to double Jokic, which I feel like they've been doing the last so many years in the playoffs. They go and slow him down. A half-court game in the playoffs is completely different than how fast-paced the regular season is, and that's what the Nuggets need to understand. They made some good steps to get themselves to this first position, uh, but they no longer even have the best record in the league this year. So it's going to be interesting. That's right. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how the rest yeah. of this NBA season goes. All right, Princess, now it's the time to talk about <laughs> March Madness because, as we know, it started today officially. We already had some big-time upsets. I know Arizona went down. That was a huge one. Um, that was I, against Princeton, and the people have been talking about that all week, that Princeton could match up well with them. And then I picked Princeton in, in my bracket. And, I'm, you know, and they, they came out and actually pulled it off, Brittany. Absolutely. There was another team that went down. I can't remember. It was the number four team. I can't think of their name, who it was right now. Furman, uh, Furman beat Virginia. Yeah. Yes, it was Furman. Yep, that beat Virginia. Um, unfortunately, which I knew they would get killed, you know, how it went down. I kind of I wish they didn't have to mm-hmm. go against Kansas in the first round. They they did that on purpose. They did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I want to know, for your men's side, your favorite team to win it all, if you have that yet. I do, and – and in most of my brackets, that's the the um, Alabama Crimson Tide. I like that young man Miller, even though he's had trouble trying to prove himself and stay out of trouble, um, and you know providing stuff that he probably shouldn't provide. Um, I, I thought that Gonzaga um, has looked good all year, but I've learned not to put, pick Gonzaga at all. <laughs> Headed to the Final Four. They they seem to find a way to lose. So I got Bama, and and my dark horses is Duke. I really like the way that Duke has emerged. Sorry, Kevin Walker, I know you are a Tar Heel fan. Um, and I'm rooting for the the young man at um, the Texas Longhorns. They lost their head coach Chris Beard in the middle of the season. He um, committed um, domestic violence against his living girlfriend. Um, and so he lost his job. The interim coach is for the University of Texas Longhorns has taken him all the way to the conference championship in the Big 12. They won it, and now I think they were third or fourth seed here. You know, and I think they're getting ready to play now. So I'm rooting for them. But if I have to say the ones who are going to win it all, I'd even put Houston in that that bunch of winning it all if Masser is healthy. But but Bama has won has been the winner in most of my brackets. Yeah, um, you know I, I I had running runner up for me was Kansas. Um, I like Kansas. I like how they play. I love Jalen Wilson, the forward that they have there. Um, he could score score some points, and I also like their guard. Um, I think it's Bradley Greatly Dick or something like that. I don't know if mm-hmm. I said that correctly, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a very talented player as well. But I agree with you. My number one, Alabama, I love yeah. Brandon Miller. You know, as long as he mm-hmm. gets his 
stay out of trouble. No more association yep. with any guns or anything like that. Leave it all alone. Whether you're associated or not, just leave those people alone. Um, but Brandon, he is a star. He could score lights out. I think he's actually been, uh, if I'm not, they, they've actually compared him to a prime Danny Granger. And if anybody remembers Danny Granger from the Indiana <laughs> Pacers back in the, well, back in the early 2000s, um, prior to him getting hurt, he was a star. He was a he was a star and a very talented player. But Alabama, they have a great defensive team and they play very well together. So it's going to be tough. Uh, but those are my top two. Yeah, so, you know, um, I, I would have put uh, Kansas in that mix too, Brittany. But Bill Self, the head coach, was out the entire um, Big Twelve tournament. Um, Kansas, I think, made it to the finals but didn't win. Texas beat them if I think that was in the finals. But Bill Self had a heart procedure, and mm-hmm. they interviewed him today. They said he's kind of been around the team, but he said he's still not strong enough to be on the sidelines. And he said he'll see, he'll revisit this again in 48 hours, you know, to see if they – but they played today and won. But, of course, that was Howard. Um, shout out to Howard for making it that far. But – that was my concern about not picking Kansas is not because of the talent, but because I think their routine has been disrupted. Although the interim coach has mm-hmm. done a great job there too. You know what? I'm going to go the opposite way. I think, you know what? Them young men, they're going to be like, no, we got to do this for coach. So let's see what <laughs> we got to rally. Hmm. We got to rally for that coach. May be so let's true. See what happens. <laughs> um, that may be true. Now we got to switch over to the Queens of the world. The ones that really run the world, like Beyonce says, um, the women. Uh, what are your uh, what What is your women's final four prediction? Um, I was thinking about that. Of course, South Carolina is in my final four. Um, I have Indiana coming out of I think that Seattle four region. I have UConn coming out of the Seattle three region. I think UConn is emerging. And I, I think they beat whoever's in that region, Ohio State and a couple of others. Um, and I'm hoping, though, that Virginia Tech come, comes out of there. I just don't think that they will, um, you know, do that. But um, that's it. I can't remember my other Final Four. I think for UConn, Indiana, and South Carolina. I don't have um, – nope, nope, it was not Virginia Tech. It was Iowa and Caitlin Clark. So South Carolina, Iowa, Indiana, UConn, I think those are the final four. And I still have Indiana coming into the final with South Carolina and South Carolina winning it all. Yeah, for me, um, South Carolina, no it's saying to but about it. I mean, look, I still think they're going to go undefeated, and I'm agree with you. I'm in agreement with you. I think they're going to win it all as well. I have UConn in my final four, Paige Bucker, Buck. I can never say his name, Buckner's and AZ, I, AZ Fudge. I love AZ Fudge. Mm-hmm. I love those mm-hmm. two. And I'm pretty sure they remember that loss from last year. So you know for sure they're going to try to get back to that, um, uh, to the national championship. And Paige is healthy. Last year she tore her ACL. She's back. Um, oh, so Iowa. she is back on the floor? She's back. Oh, I haven't no, seen. that's right. I forgot. No, I don't she think... did get hurt again. She got yeah. hurt again. Yeah. And I was supposed mm-hmm. to change Easy my pick. Back. Mm-hmm. But I think I they're going to hold Paige Becker so. out. Yeah, they might. Well, hopefully she comes back. I, mm-hmm. Hopefully she comes back. Uh, Iowa, Clay, 
Caitlin Clark is unstoppable. I mean, look, she's almost averaging a triple double in college. Yeah. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. And then my other one is, and I know a lot of people haven't been looking at them, but I love this team. LSU. I love Angel Reese. I think she was a talent. Uh, she's a great talent. She's averaging a double-double. Um, I think she had five 2020 games this year, which is crazy. And they had this freshman guard, Paul J. Johnson. I think she's a, she may be even an SEC uh, freshman of the year, or she's in the running for it. She's a talent of a lifetime. I, I've been following her music career, and then she went over to basketball. So um, I got LSU as my final. Yeah, you know, I like LSU. I'm just not a Kim Mulkey um, fan. and But I got to give her credit for losing um, all five of her scores from last year and bringing in nine transfers, and one of those transfers being Angel Reese. Um, I, I think, though, that they really try to pump up the Bayou Barbie. I think that's cute um, and all, but I, I think – you do a disservice to some of the other players. They have what it takes, but I think they play individual ball and stand around and watch each other. And once you get mm-hmm. deep in the tournament and get into that Sweet 16, you got to really pay, play some um, some some basketball and, and, and run some plays and some schemes. And I haven't seen that from LSU. So, but um, it would be an excellent story for sure if she can. On another note, Brittany, I'm headed down. Um, the Gamecocks are playing Norfolk State at home in the Coliseum tomorrow, so I'm going to head down and, and cover that game tomorrow at 2 p.m. Uh, I just want to see how the ladies do, how they come out the gate. Um, everybody, the women have been off now for um, a week. This, I think, is two weeks. Let's see how rusty they look and if they can go ahead and take care of Norfolk State and come out of that region and head to Greenville next next week. Oh, they will. Dawn Stelly's going to have them have them ready to go. If you can, yeah. get Dawn Stelly. Uh, tell her I say hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Philly says hey to Philly, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we love her for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, I'm actually trying to find, if everybody knows, I'm trying to find me uh, old school Dawn Stelly USA basketball jersey. And it's going to be hard to oh, find. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I'll start searching for you, too. Searching for you, too. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brittany, awesome show. Yes, yes, great uh, show. Um, it's exciting, and that's why some March Madness is on for the rest of the night and all for the rest yeah. of those last couple weeks of March. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, crazy games. Full schedule starting at twelve noon tomorrow and go all the way to eleven, twelve o'clock tomorrow night too. The same thing tonight, and then of course we get into round two Saturday and Sunday. Um, I'll leave you with the last word, like I always do. I love it, Brittany. Go ahead. Um, like I always say, just continue to spread love. Um, learn to, resp- you know, learn to understand one another, and understand that it's okay. It is okay that you don't disagree. Um, but just yeah. learn to respect one another and love one another. Amen. Never had it so good, Brittany Jones. I am Princess Cooper. We'll see you next Thursday at seven p.m. Thank you, Brittany. Hey, good night.